Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. So good to have you guys on the program. I really appreciate all the engagement. Um, you know, just to give you guys in perspective, uh, like a lot of marketing people, uh, I love to see the show uh, in terms of the Demand Gen Radio community, who's out there, who's connecting. And candidly, when the pandemic hit around March, it was, uh, I noticed you weren't commuting. And what I mean by that is the the listenership trailed off a little bit. There was a lot going on in the world. You guys weren't commuting, weren't tuning in. And then it seemed around May, uh, things changed and you guys just kept, you know, rejoining and listening to the podcast. And I'm really pleased to report as like one marketer to another that we are hitting just record numbers. And it's a record year in terms of the number of people that are listening and the people that are engaging on every episode. And I just want to let you guys know, like, I obviously carve out time of my schedule every single week to bring you guests like today's guests and the fact that you guys are always there tuning in and being part can't thank you enough and i would just make one other call to action which is if you're listening to this episode and you're anywhere near your computer and have access to linkedin would love to hear from you and just drop me a note and say hey dave tuning in uh and if you want a suggestion of of guests or content for 2021 feel free if there's things that you like about the show and you want to let me know how it's impacted you or what you're taking away, I'd love to hear that. And if you have any criticism, anything that you think where I can make the program uh, better, more relevant for you and help you and help your career and your team, uh, I welcome that feedback as well. So thank you for that. Uh, let's dive into the program today. On this episode of Demand Gen Radio, I am joined by Bill Snyder. Bill is the vice president digital strategy and marketing at Clearview Federal Credit Union. Uh, maybe some of you guys know them, maybe you don't, but we'll talk a little bit about their business. But what I love about the session with Bill today, because uh, there's two of you out there in the world, you're either a B2B marketer or you're a B2C marketer, uh, or maybe you're a combination of both, I guess three categories. And what you're, we're going to talk about today with Bill, who is definitely in the B2C space, uh, or what we'd say, you know, considered purchase, selling to consumers, but not impulse buys, is you're gonna hear how so many of the methodologies and recipes that those of you doing B2B marketing that Bill and his team are doing there at the credit union. And for those of you who are in B2C marketing and maybe still stuck in batch and blast marketing campaign du jour, it will be great for you to hear Bill's stories and the evolution that they've had through their digital first strategy. Without further ado, Bill, thank you so much for joining me. David, thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here today and, and to talk to you. I thank you so much for inviting me to a great conversation. Well, appreciate that uh, kind words, but the pleasure is all mine. Uh, you've been working with my team for years, uh, and we certainly feel like an extension of your team. And I, as I mentioned to you the other day, you're the second podcast I've done and now 200 episodes featuring uh, credit union businesses. And it's really, really satisfying to see how you guys have evolved your businesses and go-to-market strategy. Uh, and I know there's a lot of credit unions out there. There's, um, you know, it's, it's a focus segment for Adobe. I know that they have a specific team that focuses on credit unions. And I hope those guys get to listen to this podcast and, and share your recipes with other ones out there. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background though, Bill, because you, you have uh, 
a whole journey in the B2C space. You know, companies, uh, I, I caught Dick Sporting Goods, which is a absolute favorite retailer of mine. Uh, you were product manager and responsible for e-commerce and web analytics there and, and a whole lot of things. I, I only know as a guy who walks in the store has been looking for dumbbells all year long and never finds them and finally was able to get them. But, you know, such a great brand and such a great shopping experience. So for that, for that retail and other retail background that you had and now uh, in the bank, what, what brought you to the credit union? Like, you know, given your background, what attracted you to go into a marketing role and help these guys with e-commerce and, and digital experience? You've now been there almost three and a half years. So what, what made you, what made that pivot and how's it been going? Uh, it's been a great pivot, uh, a little bit unique. Uh, I spent about a decade uh, in, in retail and e-commerce, definitely in the B2C space, uh, definitely in, in that sort of batch and blast, as, as you said, environment where you send out a message and from an online perspective, you wait for someone to click an email, place an order, uh, and you're done for that day, for that, for that particular campaign. Uh, I decided to pivot out of retail uh, and into financial services because I saw an opportunity. Uh, Clearview definitely has a commitment uh, to a moving things from the physical realm to, to online, mm -hmm. to increasing self-service for the folks that, that belong to Clearview, and also to, to change how they marketed and messaged folks. Uh, and it was a very exciting opportunity. The position I was hired into to sort of lead initially our online banking team, uh, which at the time was a team of one. So it was very easy to lead myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, it didn't exist. And so it was a very, it was a good opportunity to sort of combine uh, all these dis disparate systems and duties into one group and then grow that group over time. Uh, because just like every other industry, we're seeing folks move from that physical realm to more online digital self-serve yeah uh, that, that trend has just accelerated during the pandemic uh it's not going to go away um even after the pandemic is over and so to me it was a very exciting opportunity so started with with the online banking piece and as the organization evolved stepped more into a marketing role and really began to transform and change how we do that uh and how we talk to folks and we've definitely taken the approach uh, kind of like what you talked about. We've moved more from that batch and blast approach to sending a, a, a targeted message to the right person at the right time. Uh, and also taking the approach that we need to nurture some folks. Yeah. Uh, one big thing that definitely is quite a difference from the e-commerce days and in retail for me is that is that customer journey, that buyer journey. Um, in previous lives when I would uh, market products for, for sale. Sometimes people think about it, but um, it's a lot, a lot shorter time frame. When you're interested in a new mortgage, a new auto loan, that's a pretty big commitment. Yeah. And so maybe you're not ready when you get that, that, that first email, that first direct mail piece. So we really changed how we talk to folks just to let them know that, that we're there for them when they're ready for us. Uh, and that's been a mine a mind shift that we've had to go through with the organization, but uh, one that we've been successful uh, in doing. Well, you have, what's nice about someone like yourself, who's been at a company where you're the marketing department of one and grow that and help a company digital transform, you've had to learn firsthand so many of the different essential marketing skills, effective email marketing, SEO, 
uh, PPC, social, display advertising, mobile marketing, all of that, and along with data and analytics. And so it really gives you a great appreciation for at least a couple things. One is, as you hire people and you get to shed some of those hats, you know, still have to be a leader, but bring in some people who either have your expertise or even maybe more expertise there. It's really rewarding um, to grow and scale a marketing organization. I've been talking to a number of people just of late who are that marketing department of one or at a company where it's two or three people and they keep you know bringing up to me like dave is this what's going to be like the rest of my career like it's a <laughs> daunting amount of work and it's one of the things that i wish maybe i just need to do an episode uh, or a therapy session call in therapy session with <laughs> with fellow marketers because the job has really gotten so multi-dimensional and so complex uh, it's it's still part art and it's absolutely science. Uh, but as you said, Bill, like this is the future. The future is now e-commerce and digital engagement, digital buying, digital support. That's the way of the world. And it's been absolutely accelerated this year. I saw I posted these stats on on uh, LinkedIn. I don't know if you caught my post, if you've been there lately, but I I was able I was on a executive uh, group with. Adobe, and they were sharing their uh, analytics projections for the remainder of the year, and they show e-commerce being up 33%. Not a surprise when it's really hard to go to retail stores, but what we're also seeing, they're seeing in their analytics is it's sticky. So as people are changing their buying behaviors and more and more people getting the convenience of shopping online, they're doing that. Credit union, to your point, you know, if if my my daughter wanted to get a home loan uh and we used to actually use patelco credit union i don't know if they're still around mm -hmm. but that was the first experience yep. i ever had um yep. and i remember going there and you know there's so much things to learn in terms of like rate structures and different things like you said it's considered purchase every buyer goes through awareness interest desire action some do it in five minutes um and and with other purchases like many of your products and services it takes a longer period of time. Let's let's go back in time, Bill. It's uh, it's Documatics days for you. That was the platform yeah. for everybody that that Bill and the team were using prior to their migration to Adobe's Marketo Engage product. Um, you know, you told me about how you, we use the term batch and blast. You you mm -hmm. you know, can you share with share with us a little bit the story of the marketing calendar again? Because I loved it when you said like that was our approach to marketing was to to create this calendar and have the kind of campaign du jour approach. Uh, and why, tell us about it, and why was that the way you think versus how you've really matured the organization these days? Certainly. Um, uh, those are, uh, in some ways, the good old days, and in some ways, the very bad <laughs> old days. Um, from a marketing calendar perspective, right, uh, we used to spend a lot of time uh, talking about a marketing calendar. Most of that focus was on emails. And we had a calendar where we would pick a day and today is going to be auto loan Tuesday because we <laughs> haven't talked about auto loans in a while. And next Thursday is going to be home equity loan Thursday because it's been a month since we talked about uh, a, a home equity loan. And that's how we would plan how to send our emails uh, that sort of led the conversation. And then based on the email calendar, that's how we would update the website. That's how we would update some of the uh, in branch signage. And it was really an old school way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, it was really an old school way of us uh, uh, talking 
to our members or prospective members and saying, this is what we think is important to you. And for some folks, that was the right message. Um, and it, yes, it just so happened that on that Tuesday, somebody did need an auto loan. But we got away from that, and we definitely moved to the flip side of that, which is the members telling us what's important. And mm -hmm. then us in return saying, here's information on that, that solution that, that you think is important. And so what we've been able to do is we still have that email calendar. We still send a newsletter. We still have to send updates when um, a, a location has to close, but those are much more few and far between. And our marketing communications now, which is still heavily driven by email, is now based on members' interactions with our other emails or with our website, or mm -hmm. uh, they will tell us through conversation, I'm looking for a new car. And then we can take that and go, great. We need to then send you a series of emails, not just one, but a series of emails of why when you ultimately decide to purchase an automobile, why you should come to us. And so we've really taken that calendar approach and turned it on its head. And what we've told folks internally, because they some folks still love that calendar, and I probably get at least one email or phone call a week asking where that email calendar is at. And I tell them it doesn't exist anymore because we talk to folks in the journey they're in at the right time. And so I might be sending one person an auto loan email today, but I'm sending somebody else a credit card email and I'm sending somebody else a savings account email because that's where their buyer journey is taking them. And when we get indications through their actions, either online or in the physical world, we're then pivoting and sending them a different message. And what that's allowed us to do is to really send more communications to folks, but the people that are getting it to them, it doesn't seem like more because they're getting a much more targeted message. Um, and it's also allowing them to say, wow, Clearview really knows about me and they really know that I'm in the market for this particular solution. And maybe I don't want to make the deal right now or apply for that loan, open that account. But when I do, I know they're ready for me because they've already talked to me and told me all the great features and benefits. And I've been able to compare it to other banks or credit unions. And they're definitely the ones who I want to go with. And so that's how we've changed how we market folks and that to, to folks. And then what we're doing on top of that is just layering in more channels. So email is always very heavy and dependent. But now we have the ability, and thanks to your team, who's definitely helped us out, layer in direct mail pieces so that not only is it a direct mail postcard or letter, but it's mm -hmm. a postcard or letter that ties into the emails that I just saw that, that helps me even gives me more information and, and, and allows me to make sure that I have all the data I need to, to open that account or apply for that loan. We're layering in, in SMS uh, because we know that we can be even more current and get in front of people even faster with, with a text message. We're syncing up our display advertising online with the data that we have uh, from, from emails and from the website. So when somebody sees a retargeting ad, it truly is the same message that they're seeing in other channels. Uh, and it's really changed what we do. We've really gotten away from very specific promotions on this particular day for yeah. this particular week. We're going to run something into much more of look at all these great solutions we have and we'll talk to you about them when you're ready to learn about them. Um, it's still an evolution. Yeah. It's still a shift in how we think. Uh, we've had to definitely get other business units on track because, uh, and on sort of our side and in our thinking because 
the loans team was used to that loans email going out every third Tuesday. Well, that's not the case anymore. Right. Um, so how do we make sure that they're ready for that volume? But, and maybe it's the same volume, but it's, oh, it's spread out throughout the month or throughout a different time period as opposed to these big spikes. So it is an evolution, uh, but we've seen positive progress on that. And we've seen folks unsubscribe to our emails less and engage with us more because it's the right message at the right time. And, our job now is to make sure we can talk to those people in even more channels, continuing with that right data and information for them. Well, you you guys, it's it's hard for people on a podcast, maybe some people are out for a run or working out or just somewhere where they're not in front of a computer screen. But I'll, I'll draw for you guys in your mind some of the things that Clearview has done, which is so unique and distinct because we're talking about email and engagement and, and really digital transformation. But it, it this strategy that Bill and the team are doing is not just within their emails. Um, let, let's go back to Dick's, but I'm, it, it can be any any store. When you when somebody walks into a store, and and normally like in the sporting goods stores, they they put some cool stuff up front, but then they've got the ski section and the fitness section and and the team sports section. They've got some you know ladies fashion over here, men's fashion over there. They organize the layout of the store so that you can go shopping and you can browse. And they probably, I'm guessing, Bill, have people who staff those different departments who have training or expertise on those on those products, right? Correct. So now, now let's take your website. And just to give you guys an idea, when you land at Clearview Credit Union's website, one of the things that you'll see right there above the fold is things like, I am a homeowner, drop-down menu, so homeowner, student, retiree, but I am this persona in the, in the person's terms trying to X. In this case, I, I'm a homeowner trying to upgrade the family car, or I'm a homeowner trying to uh, save for renovations or remodel the kitchen. Think about these traps, if you will. I, I'd love to have a better term, but I'm going to use that. That's the word that came to mind, Bill. These, these detectors, that's a better word. These ways to detect who the persona is and what they're interested in, in the same way that when you go to a retail store, it's, hey, Bill, or hey, sir, uh, welcome to Dick Sporting Goods. How can I help you? And you say, oh, I'm looking to uh, get some new ski gear. Okay, well, that, that section's right over there. Let me know if you have any questions. So you are capturing this digital body language. So like you said, you guys have gone from over here on the left to batch and blast, no segmentation. Everybody gets the same email. It's it's Loan Tuesday. And so let's send that out to you doing really micro segmentation down to not only persona, but what some of the behavior is, collecting the information, then saying, you know what, let's put them in this nurture stream so that we can assist them with a considered purchase of buying a new car or remodeling a kitchen, that type of stuff. And I think it's it's really genius how you guys are doing that. Even your your left side navigation, very different than what a traditional B2B or product-based website, because it starts with, I want to. And then you have all those different micro categories of spending, saving, protecting um, various things. So genius in terms of how you're organizing the website to collect that. And it's, and it's not for selfish reasons. You've actually organized the content based on what your buyer's needs are, but at the same benefit to uh, be able to do that. One of the nurtures that we often set up for people is, our clients is, is when someone goes to a product page 
and they're looking at a specific product, they can go into a product-based nurture. If they're looking at a pricing comparison or feature comparison, they can go into a nurture that helps them with uh, product selection. So many people do what, what you know, is called line extension, where they have different, you know, different colors, different feature sets, different price points for products. So product selectors have become very common on websites to help people navigate what to get, right? But which product should I get? Well, that tells someone a lot about where they are in the buying cycle and, and how to nurture. Um, Bill, let's talk about let's talk about marketing while you sleep, because one of the other things that you guys did as part of your recipes, which, you know, if I was to label the first recipe is you moved from batch and blast calendar based static marketing to targeted based marketing using a multitude of channels, not just email, but SMS, direct mail and paid search as well. So you're you're running targeted ads based on you identifying them and now they're on social media. Uh, but you're doing onboarding. That's a marketing while you sleep program. And and you've had phenomenal success in terms of getting more interaction in your loan growth segment and which is generating more revenue. So someone becomes a customer and you are growing your share of wallet with them. You're seeing more deposits uh, and, and more loan early on. What, take, take us back to how that came to be. What, what had you decide, like, there's a place in our business to focus onboarding a new customer and generating more revenue from them? How, you know, going from calendar-based marketing to looking at that, what, what'd you guys do? Yeah, when we started um, to, to take a look at our messaging ecosystem uh, and what we were sending folks, one of the gaps that we identified early on as we made that transition was was onboarding um we do a we a, a great job when somebody walks into uh one of our locations and opens an account we walk them through the process and give them a lot of information about uh how to sign up for online banking how to download the app bill pay uh and what we identified was well that's fantastic in a physical environment as more and more folks open their accounts online, that piece was missing. And so we were seeing that some of those folks that opened accounts online, uh, they didn't have as many of these online solutions, which, which is kind of ironic because they opened it online, but they might not have known about online banking or the mobile app or uh, bill pay or mobile deposit, things like that. So there was definitely a gap there. And we also saw too that we had a lot of, we also saw that we had a lot of folks that opened accounts online. They put some money into an account and that was it. They didn't mm -hmm. come back. And so we weren't quite sure why they even opened that account, mm -hmm. but they just weren't coming back. And so we had obviously industry data that was telling us that onboarding was important. We had some internal data and internal research that we had done with some other partners as well that showed that if we can get folks more engaged and more involved with us in, that, in those first critical 30 days, the more likely they were to stay with us long-term, the more uh, sticky they would be, uh, the more likely they were to make us their primary financial institution. Uh, and so early on, we decided definitely with, with the assistance of Demand Gen that that was one of the areas that we could definitely make a, a dent in. And, and so we set up a, an, so our, our previous onboarding program was basically you opened it an account uh, in one of our locations. Maybe somebody gave you a call a couple days later. Maybe somebody sent you a thank you note after the fact because you opened the account and that was it. You were sort of on your own. So now we have this a, a multiple 
processes because depending on the solution that you open will depend which onboarding message you'll get. But from day one, we want people to know that they are part of the Clearview family. And Mm -hmm. that might sound a little cheesy, but that's really true. We want them to know that we're there for them, not only because, yes, they open a checking account, but we have a lot of other solutions for every stage of their life. We have advice Mm -hmm. that we're going to give you based on not what we want to sell you, but based on what you need. And so we have these various onboarding paths that people get to follow up with them to ensure that uh, they know all the other solutions we offer from an online perspective, other accounts, loans that they can can get. And we've seen, like you mentioned, we've seen a lot of great activity. We're seeing folks interacting with those emails. Mm-hmm. We're seeing folks open them and read them. There are videos, there are uh, detailed, in-depth descriptions of what they can and should do to ensure their account is, is safe and make sure they take advantage of all the, the great features that we've added in online banking and the mobile app. And they're doing it. And then we're seeing that they're staying with us. And so we've only had those up and running over the past two years that we've been working on this. But I think as we continue to do more and more of that, as we continue to um, have longer time to look at that data, I think we're going to see a tremendous um, benefit to, to, to starting that early and, and, and keeping folks in there. Uh, and then what we're working on now, now we have them onboarded. How do we re-engage them maybe after six months, after a year? Uh, how do we add in more of that human touch and make sure that we do sync up and add in phone calls and maybe over time uh, an, an SMS message or, or a, uh, a, a welcome package? So those are the things that we're working on that we sort of have in our roadmap for, for 2021 is to make sure that we continue that onboarding after those first 30 days, mm-hmm. which are important, but that continuous engagement uh, over that person's uh, journey with us once we once we have them, once they are a, a, a member and are banking with them. How do we keep them engaged more than just seeing their transaction, but how do we really make sure they're engaged and are interacting with us and our staff, the, the content on our website, the emails, uh, to make sure that they stay with us for the long term? And yeah, when you think of business to consumer marketing where it's more impulse buying the word is is loyalty right they want to get a customer mm-hmm. and they want to create customer loyalty the word journey is so spot on from a the right word to connote the kind of strategy that you want right you again go your offerings auto loans credit cards helocs uh you know cds you have all these different products and services for either to someone to get money or save money, make money. And you need to know the buyer journey, right? When, when at what stage in their life, based on their age, based on other information, based on their interest, right? There, you have different products and services. And so we all as B2B marketers need to just take this very practical approach. I literally have a whiteboard to the left of my desk where I often sketch a buyer's journey where you talk about, hey, when someone becomes a client, let's create a little flow chart right here about what should happen from a communication and engagement perspective in that stage of the journey. Okay, now they've been a client for a month, then what should happen? And then now they've been a client for a year, then what should happen? Or these things are happening in their life. Having those kind of very uh, deliberate and intentional views of the customer journey and then architecting marketing around that is the 
approach we all need to take with a considered purchase uh, perspective. And and it's and it's it's really um, it's nice. I want to break it down. Let's get on a human level for a second, because as we said earlier, Bill, yes, you had Documatics. You guys moved and migrated to Marketo. Our team helped you with that, as well as the strategy and the digital transformation work that you've done. And we could talk all day about the great work that we've done together and the implications that it had for the credit union. Maybe we'll come back to that. But let's talk about your team. One of the things that you told me that you were excited about were the promotions that have happened on your team, right? You had a department of one, then you start hiring, bringing people in, and you're promoting those people. You talked to me also about how you've been able to get increased budget for the department because demonstrated success. So, I mean, who doesn't want to talk about all this hard work and the work we're doing to further and advance our our companies? But I want to underscore that part of the conversation and come back to it because, look, we all work hard and, and maybe work defines a lot of us or gives us energy, which I always think is important. But when this kind of contribution to a business success results in more personal income and growth and promotion, how have you been feeling about you know, being the champion of change there at the organization, bringing people along for the journey, and then the, the rewards that are coming to them. I'd love to talk a little bit about the human aspect of this of this growth that you guys have been on. Yeah, that that is without a doubt one of the favorite parts of my position. Uh, I love the ability to to grow a team, to grow the te- my team. Uh, there's nothing better than to be able to to bring somebody in, into the organization, see them grow. And then based on their hard work and the success that they've shown, their contribution to the organization to then promote them to a new role. Uh, And I've been fortunate that over the past uh, three years that I've been at Clearview, uh, that I've been able to to do that a couple of of, of times. Uh, And that's a great experience uh, because it really underscores that dedication, hard work, moving the organization forward, making progress in this space is going to reward people that, that, that show that they can handle the, the, the effort and, and, and uh, reward folks that are on board and, and, and committed to what we're trying to do. Um, and that's been a great, a great part of my career, especially here at Clearview. Uh, and we, we've been able to do that because like you said, we've been able to migrate, show progress, um, increase who we're talking to, increase our level of marketing without having to add exponential headcount because we've been able to use the automation piece of the marketing automation uh, platform that we purchased with Marketo mm-hmm. to actually send those those communications. You talk about a documatics world and they talk about that calendar. One of the things that we used to do after we set up that calendar was then begin to talk about uh, how many lists we had to pull and who was going to receive these messages and what were those demographics going to be because we had to make sure that the person that pulled those lists had enough time in her calendar and in her schedule to to pull them to meet those dates and it was really quite the process to uh, to to line all the pieces up uh, that's changed now obviously we have a team that is helping us constantly churn out uh, creative assets. We have folks that are writing those emails for us, but it's that data piece that we always struggled with. Uh, who's going to get it? What's the proper um, de- demographics to send it to the, the proper segmentation? We've been able to, to automate that. And that's really saved us a lot of time and effort. 
and really let our folks focus on the strategy and how we're going to move forward, which has ultimately led to some of those uh, success stories and them allowing, allowing them to grow in the organization uh, and taking them out of that day-to-day, hey, I have to go pull a, a list for people. I have to upload that list and then double check that I uploaded it correctly. We've gotten away from that. And that's really freed us up to focus more on the future and where we want our messaging and marketing to be and a little bit less on that day-to-day tactical. Still important, still have to do it, but it's been a lot easier with the the systems that we've put in place. You know, we, we when I went to school, I think they'd still teach it. It was like the four P's of marketing. And, you know, you, you and I are talking about that fifth P and I mentioned it in my, in my book, you know, the, the personal side, the personal benefit of all the hard work and taking a company through this journey and, and learning these tools and technologies. Uh, when you went to leadership there and said, Hey, I want to upgrade our marketing system and bring in another platform. Tell me about, well, I guess what advice would you have for someone who's maybe doesn't have the infrastructure, someone in, in the credit union market or in a business that hasn't embraced more of the powerful marketing automation systems? You know, it's, it's a little bit of Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. But what, <laughs> yeah. tell, tell me what it was like to go ask for that, make a business case for it. And then, you know, the total cost of ownership of any of this is not the license fees that we pay. It's, it's the adoption the hiring, the training, the development of the people, the rewards need to come, but it is an investment. And I'm curious to know what that was like uh, in a credit union or for you in that experience, going and justifying these tools and, and going down that path. It was an interesting journey, um, but we were able to sell the vision, right? And that's really what, when we made our business case, we had data to back it up. Uh, but to your point, there's definitely investment, both the platform cost license you do need over time a different skill set um and so we were able to sell that vision of where we thought we could be and how that vision from a marketing perspective could could and would contribute to the bottom line of the organization Uh, how it would allow us to talk to more potential uh folks who could join the, the the credit union uh how we could talk to them in a variety of channels uh, all flowing through one one platform to make sure that we had uh, the same message. Um, and I will say that our senior management team from a, early on in that process definitely understood where we were headed, which definitely made it a lot easier. And I understand that every organization may not be in that same boat, but our, our, our senior management team definitely saw the advantage of unified messaging consistent across channels using data more so than gut feeling Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that like you said previously on our website when somebody clicks on something using that data to trigger something else uh, from a marketing perspective and so we we did build the business case but it was definitely a lot more visionary a lot more where we can 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 get to Um, and they bought into it and they said, we'll buy into it, but you have to meet the goals, meet those deadlines and that, that you've put in place. And we've been able to do that. We said that it was going to take, uh, and you also helped us uh, uh, sort of lay this out. You know, it's going to take two to three years to get this up and running to a point where we feel comfortable. And we're on that, on that progress, on that mm-hmm. journey. 
Um, and they were okay with that. And I think you have to be okay with it. It is definitely not overnight. Did we have all this data uh, overnight? Yes, we could send emails overnight, but it took a while to build up that data. It took a while to make sure we have the right journeys built and nurture paths built. Make sure that once somebody interacted with something, filled a form out, that we then know how to follow up with them and know where that was going to go. It takes a while. Uh, and, and we still work on that and we still tweak it. Um, but the any sort of short-term pain is definitely worth the long-term benefit. Um, and yes, it might've given folks a little bit of pause that we were changing something that had been successful. The credit mm -hmm. union was growing. We were on a platform that had worked. We were sending emails. We, we were talking to folks. And so you do have to sort of explain a little bit of, yes, we are doing this and yes, it's working, but here's what we can do and here's how we can make it better. Yeah. And here's the support we need. And I'm very thankful that the organization did get behind us, allow us to make that to make that move. Um, and it has paid off. And so we've had we have gone back and we said, oh, great, we have email. We have a much better email platform and process in place with these various journeys. Now we want to layer in other channels. And so we want to add in direct mail. And so made that case why we should add in direct mail, SMS text. Here's one more way we can layer that in to make sure we're in the right place. Let's layer in our display advertising. And so we've gone back to, to our uh, both peers and the management team and said, we're going to do this. We're going to keep building this, uh, this platform, these journeys out, these channels out so that we can continue to communicate. Um, and it's, it's worked for us. Um, taking us the time to get there. We, we've taken our time. Uh, we've met the, the deadlines that, that were put in front of us. And ultimately it's, it's working, which is definitely very satisfying. Love it. Congrats to, to you and the team. It's a lot of work and it's, it's, you know, it's sticking your neck out. It's, it's make, you know, asking the organization to take bets on change and being an agent of change is it's challenging, but it's also rewarding. I want to wrap with a discussion about, you used a word earlier, family, and so much a part of your marketing messaging and the experience with the credit union is a very personal feeling, which is really lacking in so many organizations these days, certainly in banking. There's so many banks that I've experienced, Bill, that I can't say I feel anything more than other than a deposit. You know, it's, it's why I only go to the ATM with the bank that I do business with because there's no reason for me to go inside and talk to anyone, maybe it's time for me to switch banks. But the point I wanna make and, and talk with you about is that style of communication that you have with your customers, whether it's an email or on the website, uh, and how, how do you take a brand uh, and, and deliver a brand experience that makes people not feel like a number or just an account ID. And I wonder if you can share just how you've been able to yeah, leverage technology for driving growth, which is a lot of what we talk about here on the program and the methods around that. But the content aspect, I I've always feel that B2C marketers maintain and do a better job with that where product companies, B2B product companies, very often you lose that, that human element and just every word on your website is even written in a way that's engaging. You know, your copy where you find a home equity loan, your paragraph says, when you need extra money to buy a little happiness, repair a problem, or reduce some stress, our loans can provide a low cost solution. 
that style of writing is very different if I were to pull up another website and read about their product and their offering. And it's obviously intentional and deliberate, but I, is there a recipe, Bill, on how you and, and how you built a marketing department to carry that and cascade that across the organization to have that style of very personal, very right time, right message, uh, and, and this feeling of family with your, your, your business? Yeah, we we took the approach when we redesigned our website, and at this point, it's been about eighteen months to really use the website as a um, a mechanism, a launching pad to really change how we talk, uh, both internally, uh, but also externally to members and prospective uh, folks as well. And one of those things was definitely, like you said, being much more conversational. So our previous website and the website of many other financial institutions many times can read like an instruction manual. Um, very matter of fact, uh, here's the information. Uh, many times, here's a lot of information, a lot of words that maybe you don't need, but here it is. We sort of turn that on its head. We decided to be much more conversational, mm -hmm. uh, much more like the conversation that that you and I were having. Mm -hmm. um, the, the website, our goal of the website, the goal of our emails that we put together is they should be a conversation. Just like if that person was sitting with a banker in one of our locations, it would be a conversation. It wouldn't be word for word from a script. It wouldn't be stilted language. It would be a conversation. And so that's how we wanted to build the website. Uh, and so we did. You talked about getting buy-in. We had to get buy-in for that. There was a lot of conversation about balancing how, that, that, that conversational piece, balancing that with, we're a financial institution. We want people to feel comfortable that their money is with us and that it's safe. And how do you balance those? Um, and I think we've done a good job of that. Um, but we definitely want it to be more conversational. Uh, we are based outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, so pitch the, the Pittsburgh area is our is our market. And so we wanted to incorporate that that Pittsburgh feel. Mm -hmm. And so if you go through our website, you'll see that we reference uh, things of, from the city, tunnels and bridges, uh, various foods, because we wanted folks to know that uh, that we we are a family, that we are uh, all is sort of in this together, that we will help you out just like a family would. You talked about just being another deposit. We never want people to think of that, uh, think of us that way, regardless mm -hmm. if they never walk into one of our uh, financial centers, into one of our locations and never talk to anybody. But any message they get from us, be it on the website, be it in an email, on the mobile app, we want them to know that they're part of a bigger community. Um, and so that's how we've really changed how we talk to folks. Uh, when, when you walk into one of our uh, branches. That's how our branch signage is. It's, it's not written in that stilted language. It's also more conversational. We have digital displays that show various uh, sort of slideshows in our branches. That's how they um, are, are written uh, and, 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 and created. When you call us, it's also more conversational uh, because we are a family. We know these people. They might call us every week or stop into a location every every week. So we see them and their families grow and mature and we share their joys and sorrows with them. And so we, we wanted to translate that to the website, to all of our communications. And that's what we've done. Uh, there are times where we have to rem remind ourselves of that, make sure we don't slip back into the, the old ways of doing things. But it it is different. Uh, and that's how you would 
talk to somebody. That's how we built that website. You talked about earlier, our navigation, our solution finder on that homepage. When somebody comes in to one of our locations or talks to us, we don't automatically start with, Hey, want to open a checking account? Want to get a loan? No, no, you don't. Why are you here? What can we help you with? How can we help you enjoy a better life? That's what we want to know. And so that's how we built that website. That's how we talk to folks. Um, And I, and I, I, think people see that it's a little more authentic. Uh, one of the great things I like working, uh, love about being at Clearview, working in a credit union is we have the ability to be local, to be hyper local, to target and talk to our members, the way that they talk, the way that we all talk to each other. Um, and that's great. And that's a huge benefit in my mind that some of the larger organizations can't do because their footprint is so large. They sort of have to appeal to everybody. Uh, One of our great benefits is we can talk to those folks in in Western Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh market and and talk to them like we're talking to them if we were hanging out at a Steeler game or, uh, you know, uh, uh, outside at a bonfire somewhere. And so that's a great benefit for us. uh, And that's why we communicate and talk the way that we that we do. I love it, man. I, I just I'm so proud of what you guys have done uh, and and hopefully everyone, when you, when you listen to Bill, you think this is a company that was founded in 1953. They were a credit union really tied to specific airlines and have evolved their business and, and kept the principles of their business, that, that community feeling, that family feeling, and that people are not just an account number and carry that all the way through into their marketing and their messaging and recognizing that the old way of doing business as a credit union with people walking in and off the street uh, needed to evolve where people could do more self-service and you know sign up and open up accounts and exchange and communicate with the bank. Uh, agents of change like Bill and his team uh, doing that. It's great to see that. And I, I would say one takeaway for all of you that if if you're maybe doing some of the basic blocking and tackling that, that Bill and the team are doing with your marketing automation system and others, are you doing your content as well as Bill and the team are doing? One book I'll give a shout out to is a book called Neuromarketing, Understanding the Buy Buttons in Your Customer's Brain. It's one of my favorite marketing books. By the way, if you're in sales, grab the book anyway. Uh, it looks like a target on the front of it, these these orange or red rings with a, the brain right in the middle. It's neuromarketing. You do a search, you can easily find it. Uh, and Patrick and Christoph, who wrote the book, two guys I know, it's just a great book. And and when I look at your website, Bill, you are applying those principles of neuromarketing, the visuals, the words, the messaging really, really well. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but kudos to you guys just from a technology and, and marketing approach perspective. I I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one last question and I don't even know what the answer is gonna be, Bill, but Eagles or Steelers? Well, that's an easy one. Uh, Steelers. What uh, Western Pennsylvania? Uh, the Steeler Steeler Nation is strong. Uh, our season this year is off to a great start, uh, but definitely the Steelers. Uh, I'm a Pittsburgher, born and bred, uh, so uh, I, I bleed black and gold. So it's definitely the Steelers. Oh uh, well, one of the best football teams, certainly, uh, and and the '70s were a great time. Uh, I think he even went into the 80s too, right? The time when when the team was just crushing it, but still, um, you know, still so, such a strong team. 
Uh, I'm not surprised by the answer given where you guys are. But the one thing we have, a we have a lot of team members out in Pennsylvania. And the one thing that I've learned is you guys take your football really seriously. And it's just, it's so cool to watch. Silver Linings really a great mood to capture, even though I know focus on the Eagles, but still show, shows the spirit. Bill, thanks for spending time with me. Thanks for sharing these answers. I uh, My answers to questions and the dialogue. Um, for those of you that are near a computer or want to remember, Bill Snyder, uh, Clearview Federal Credit Union. Link with him on LinkedIn. If you are in the credit union space, uh, it's one of the businesses that I learned, Bill, that you guys love talking with one another, even your competition and just sharing what you're each doing. So really don't hesitate to connect with Bill and continue the conversation. We do indeed. Yeah, I'm happy to talk to anybody. You're right. One of the great things about the credit union space is uh, how we collaborate and, and work together and talk about the, the, the challenges that we all face and the how we can tackle them. So I'd be happy to talk to anybody. And David, thanks so much for your for your time today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. On a, on a personal note, Will and the team said, make sure you say hi to Bill when you uh, do the podcast <laughs> together. So they send their best and a big, big thanks to uh, all the loyalty and all the collaboration over the years. It's been fun to go down this journey with you and the journey continues. It does indeed. And they've been a great team to work with. Your folks have been with us since, since day one. Uh, any question, any challenge that we had, uh, any hour of the day or night, they've been right there with us uh, and have really helped and guide us along the way. So uh, I, I look at it as our journey together because it, it really has been. It's been a great partnership. Uh, and really where, where we're at today, we definitely owe a huge uh, thank you to, to you and your team for helping us to get there. Well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it. The team loves loves working with you guys. That that culture and, and, and sense of community that you have with your employees, and with your customers. We certainly feel it as well. Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, hey, that is going to do it for this episode of Dimension Radio. Again, thank you so much for uh, just an incredible year. Uh, we've It's great to see the, the community grow here on Demand Gen Radio. If you haven't already checked out Demand Gen TV, we launched our YouTube channel a couple months ago. Fastest way to get there is demandgen.tv. Just like where we talk about the methods and technologies for driving growth, over on the YouTube channel, we show the methods and technologies for driving growth, and we are adding videos there every single week. So if you can, go to demandgen.tv, click on the subscribe button with notifications turned on, and that way you can get more of these recipes from Bill and others and my team anytime you want in whatever format you want, in your ear or right there on your computer screen. That's it. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.